on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Today we definitely have some cigars to go over. Little boy Nathan is going to tell us what we're going to be discussing on today's episode all about crown heads. So today we've got uh, the Four Kicks Juarez, the Luminosa, the Headley Grange, the Four Kicks Especial Sublime, and the Mule Diaz. Yeah. So a uh, really great lineup that we have on this takeover edition of our Smokes episode with all things from Crown Heads. Crown Heads is the brainchild of John Huber. Crown Heads is a brand that's been around for a while now. Uh, it's, they've worked exclusively with two factories. So Tabacalera La Alianza, if I'm saying that right. And they also work with my father's cigars. And that's a Nicaraguan-owned factory by the Garcia family. We'll be right back after this break. Almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Got a light? It's time for Smokes! Hey, welcome to this Smokes episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. We are the best thing on at 2 a.m. I am one of your hosts here, good old boy Mike, and joining me here at the table is good old boy Nathan. Here's it going. Good old boy Barger. Good eye, Mike. Did you work all day on that accent? <laughs> Maybe. In the, in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I watched a few Paul Hogan movies last night. It was good. It was good. Do we need to rate that? Maybe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> good old, I, I good old boy it. Justin has joined us as well. Hello. Well, our smoke segments are all about cigars and, well, anything that is, you know, smoked. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, today we definitely have some cigars to go over. Good old boy Nathan is going to tell us what we're going to be discussing on today's episode all about crown heads. So today we've got uh, the Four Kicks Juarez, the Luminosa, the Headley Grange, the Four Kicks Especial Sublime, and the Mule Diaz. Yeah. So a uh, really great lineup that we have on this uh, takeover edition of our Smokes episode with all things from crown heads. Well, if this is your first time embracing this topic, we want to let you know that you can go back to find out all about the basics of cigars. Check out our Cigar 101 episode. Um, a link to that episode is in our show notes. Or you can ask your phone, play podcasts, Sip Sudden and Smokes, Cigar 101, and it'll be right there for you. So you'll get to hear all about sailing and, you know, That's right. how to cut your c- cigar properly. Mm-hmm. That Christopher Colombo. Uh, you could learn what a petite corona is, except we forgot to talk about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you have that. Well, uh, Justin gets the honors of going over our smokes ratings for today. Okay, Justin. So, the accent challenge of the day is to sound like the king 
since this is a crown heads episode, um, unless you want to try to tackle the queen, you know, (laughs) I wish I had this one. (laughs) Right. Be careful what you wish for. That's right. That's right. I can change things on the fly rather quick. That's right. It's good to be the king. (laughs) It's good to be the king. All right, good boy, Justin. Take her away. So we're going to discuss one smoke ring. This sucked even before it was lit. <laughs> that sounds like the piss boy. That doesn't yeah. sound like the king. Can I change your linen, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Need to hear some heart. <laughs> Two smoke rings. Do you really have to light this three times? <coughs> That's better. Sounds like Hermione. <laughs> three smoke rings very nice now just go away so I can enjoy this <coughs> That's right. yep so uh, I don't know that was okay I don't know that I'm, I believe that he was the king you know going over those should I know? do it as the queen uh, honestly I'm in for that yeah uh, so yeah I want to hear a little bit of the queen you know a taste, if you okay. will. Okay. Let's hear some heart from you. One smoke ring. <laughs> this sucked. <laughs> even before it was lit. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> God <laughs> save the queen. <laughs> well, yes, please. Save the queen. Uh, Help this boy, please. Attend my husband. Everybody's leaving England. <laughs> uh, there you go. Well, um... Uh, we have an exciting uh, episode uh, lined up for today, and Barger is going to give us a background on all things Crowned Heads. All right, so Crowned Heads is the brainchild of John Huber. He was the face, if you some of you remember, long ago with CAO, but when CAO sold to General or whoever it was that they sold to, they uh, John Huber started his own line called Crowned Heads, and it has not disappointed. So Crown Head is a brand that's been around for a while now. Uh, it's, they've worked exclusively with two factories. So Tabacalera La Alianza, if I'm saying that right, is a Dominican factory owned by Ernesto Perez Criollo Jr. And they also work with my father's cigars, and that's a Nicaraguan-owned factory uh, by the Garcia family. While continuing to work with these partners over the past years, Crown Head's begun to add additional manufacturing partners, but they've kind of stuck close to their roots. So Crown Heads also started working with Drew Estates at the Legrand Fabrica factory. And out of the factory uh, was a regional release known as the Buckeye Land, which you can only get that in a couple of regions in America. It's not sold everywhere. This was also followed up by the Hawaiian Hawaiian regional 2019. Uh, It's called the Crown Heads uh, Piano SP. 2019 i probably butchered that but i don't speak uh you know that language uh and the la colincio it's uh project crown has worked with jewish states and their master blender willie herrera and it's highlighted by the connecticut probably raffer hmm. now what we're going to be talking about first cigar we're going to be talking about is the juarez chihuahua so I have one quick tale before we charge in the cigar. Yeah. So it's really funny that so John and I actually shared a office uh, building um, here. Uh, we are actually recording at the Dude in the Basement Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. And 
um, I actually used to have an office on Second Avenue. Mm-hmm. And literally, our offices were right beside each other. Sure. And we used to always go down to the beer cellar, uh, which is uh, yep. a, a it is a hole in the wall place. Hole um, in the wall. <laughs> it was underneath Hooters. Um, was uh, what was in the rest of the building. And uh, underneath Hooters, underneath it's like the, the beer cellar is an understatement where yeah. nothing good happens. Honestly, <laughs> like, uh, if you can imagine like eight tables and a dartboard and a and like you know, eight taps on the wall, yeah, and it oh, just reeks time. of bad decisions, <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's like yeah. uh, sure. build your tavern, but yeah. it was really interesting because that was the heyday for CAO. Oh, yeah, and it was really great, you know, to go down and I'd end up talking with you know, a bunch of the folks from CAO, and I just um, I remember when, you know, the buyout came for them and, uh, you know, um, it was just a very interesting time, you know, to, to be around them. Um, so, uh, anyway, it was just a very strange connection, you know, that I have yeah. with them. Yeah. It kind of makes it close to home, huh? It does. So you were telling everybody about the Juarez Chihuahua. So the Juarez Chihuahua, so. uh, the size that we smoked was a five and a half by 48 ring gauge. Uh, they come in a box kind of 20, and their wrapper is a San Watch Andreas. That's right. That's at your girth <laughs> right there, baby. Man. So your wrapper is the San Andreas, and your binder is an Ecuadorian Sumatra, and your filler is a Nicaraguan Dominican. Now, the Crown Has Juarez Chihuahua is a premium cigar that was created at the boutique factory Tabacalera Picardo in Nicaragua. Uh, it, it's draped in a dark, savory San Andreas wrapper which is delicious if you haven't had one. It utilizes the Ecuadorian Sumatra tobaccos for the binder and filler and categorizes a full body. You will taste notes of dry woods, cocoa, and gentle spices, sometimes a little earth as well. So that's that's what we got on that. So uh, you and Justin uh, had a chance to go over this. So what do you guys think about this stick? Well, I have like a kind of a dull cutter, but it was still easy to cut. Um, it was attractively constructed. I got brown sugar and wrapped cedar on the um, throughout the cigar. It was kind of on the sweet side, but not overly so. And I never had to relight it, so I enjoyed that. And it's not complex, but it was good. What'd you think? So I liked it. Um, it it. it you know, burned really well for me. Uh, maybe it was my atmosphere where I was smoking, but I never had to relight it as well. Um, it's very earthy to start with. A lot of dry, kind of, kind of, kind of like uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just kind of earthy to start, and, and then it got your spices kicked in after you light, and then when you get further down to it, the spices kind of compact in, and it just makes for a really smooth cigar. I thought for for a budget line stick. This is this is not a bad stick. Mm. Well, our uh, smokes rating for the Juarez Chihuahua is going to be two, <coughs> and we're out of the gate. So this was really, uh, I, you know, it was really interesting to come back to a lot of this product line because I think the thing that struck with me was that. I had many of these products as they were being introduced. Mm-hmm. And so I was seeing them almost in a standalone, you know, mode. And to be able to sit down and smoke all of these in a shorter period of time. Right. It was interesting to see the commonality and the variations that they had, you know, from 
one factory to another, you know, that they were actually doing all of these on. So I see a lot of head nodding around that because yeah. that was uh, one thing that I think when you work with the manufacturer that is working across, you know, multiple um, blenders, you mm-hmm. know, for this, that you're getting individual characteristics of both making that cigar physically as well as the the products itself, you know, that they're yeah. actually using um, have some variation as opposed to some other lines, like um, uh, the first thing that came to mind was Davidoff, where, you know, it is incredibly consistent right. you know, across the entire uh, yeah. you know, product line. So um, this is where you have a common brand, but you have a lot of variation basically under the hood. Well, what I like about it the most is is it's easy to make cigars taste the same across the board, but it's it's hard to have different flavor profiles for your catalog. You know the the blending that it takes, the time it takes that it comes to do that. I think they've done it really well with their catalog. Yeah. Um, so you know, definitely the exercise we're going to go through today. If you have had some of the same experience where you have tasted these like one at a time, like every six months or every year, yeah. you know, go back and have like all five of these at once. You Absolutely, know? that was kind of exactly quite interesting. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, interesting for sure. For sure. Well, we'll be right back after the break and talk about more crowned heads with the Luminoso. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Sud, and Smokes. On today's episode, we are covering a product uh, line takeover with crown heads, and we have um, a few cigars from their product line. We just managed to cover the Juarez, and uh, our smokes rating for that was two out <coughs> of three, in case you missed that. Um, we're going to charge right into going over the Luminoso, and Justin's going to introduce this product for us. So, Crowned Heads Luminosa, it's in the shape of Toro. It's six and a half by 52. What's your girth? Girth. <laughs> and it's that's going to be a really good t shirt, by the way. <laughs> we're going to have to get like, a cigar shirt made <laughs> that says Girth Brooks on it. <laughs> Good yeah. lord. We're all about the <laughs> I girth. love it. That's right. What's under the hood, baby? <laughs> Why is your cigar have a cowboy boot on? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Comes with a comes That's with right. a three ounce sample That's of right. a personal lube strawberry. That's <laughs> right. Strawberry. There you go. <laughs> Thought we were on icy hot boys. Bio <laughs> freeze. Come on now. Yeah, this, is, this is a family friendly cigar show. We need to keep it clean. That's right. That's right. So it's a mild to medium smoke. Um for me it was more on the mild side. Uh, it's a Dominican Republic stick. It's a Connecticut shade wrapper, Colorado color, and um, proprietary binder and filler. So they don't want to share that. And it was hand rolled, long filler grade, blended by John Huber. There you have it. So the master, you know, at work. Uh, so some of my own um, review notes here about the uh, Luminoso. Um, Really spicy foot. Definitely one of those things that I was, it just was kind of catching me off guard because I wasn't expecting, you know, that much spice. Um, So definitely for me to write that down. I thought the first third was very spicy. It was incredibly abrasive. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the second third, the draw really got a whole lot easier with this, uh, but it did get a lot woody. Sure. Um, it's like pumping on a campfire. Is oh, the best yeah, way for I sure. can kind of describe, you know, the middle part of this. Uh, the final third actually kind of moved back to spicy. 
um, and kind of finished uh, quick ahead of the band, you know, when it turned. So yeah. I was was kind of sitting there, you know, I remember kind of staring at the stick going, really? Really? That's where we're going today? Really? That's where we're <laughs> going to go today? Um, I actually thought it was the worst stick of the flight. Um, so, yeah, not my favorite. Justin, what did you think of this? So the, the spice for this stick was teasing me. It was all front palate, and you expected to have a lot more notes, but it really didn't deliver them. Before you got to any of the spice that was there, it was uh, either cedar or oak. Mine was pretty easy in the beginning. The middle third got hot. And then the last third, I don't know if they put in less secret filler or what. (laughs) It's proprietary. It it mellowed out again. It's proprietary. Proprietary crappy finish. That's right. right. Secret though. So while it wasn't, the best stick I ever had. It, I never smoked one that that went quite that way. Hmm. Yeah. So I think definitely, you know, being one of the worst, you know, products in the flight uh, earns our uh, smokes rating of one. So sorry about that. But uh, yeah, this is probably not something I would probably go back to. You know, once again, if you've never smoked one, at least try one. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, they can all be hits. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. Well, next up is going to be the Headley Grange. Es- uh, estupendo. 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 See, I got it right. There almost you go. There. Almost the there. Eighth, got it. The eighth try. That's, That's right. Got, <laughs> almost was I mean, there. I think we're over eight. I almost saw you in the there. mirror in the bathroom going over. Almost there. Yes. Words right. are hard. Yeah. yeah. I can already hear people saying. Band once again. Yeah, I yeah, know. There I, you I, go. I, yeah, sorry. You know. Uh, <laughs> Lost half the following. Oh, are That's we right. inviting Mike to the marketing meeting? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 That's not going to happen. All right, so the uh, the Headley Grange. I'm just going to say Headley Grange instead of saying Estupendo uh, <laughs> wrong another 14 times. Uh, it's made in the Tabacalera La Alenza uh, factory uh, location in Dominican Republic. The dimensions are five and a half by 52 or girth. What is your girth? Um, What's your girth, man? The fill is from Nicaragua. The binder is from Nicaragua. And the wrapper is from Ecuador. So... Um, the concept of the Headley Grange came somewhere in the summer of 2011, while we're in the midst of finalizing the blend of what would become our first release of Four Kicks. The tweet uh, was posted to the effect of, I wish we could blend a cigar that tastes the way the drums sound on when the levee breaks. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the steady sound of John Bonham's That's drums awesome. on that track are unforgettable. Heavy, plodding, ominous, and thick. I'm sorry we're not playing this in the back. Yeah, right? We didn't have the rights for it. Yeah, sorry. Our funds ran short. What may not be widely known is the signature that as that signature drum sound is that the Headley Grange is a former poorhouse built in 1970, or I'm sorry, 1795 in Headley, East Hampton, England, UK. The Headley Grange is best known as a recording venue in the 1960s and the 1970s, and the acoustics of the room at the Headley Grange in which When the Levee Breaks was recorded is what is credited in large part of giving Bonham's drum lead uh, in that track that unmistakable sound. So, yeah. Um, I, I really love the you know storyline you know behind this, and it makes sense you know because 
I'm going to talk about a slightly different version of this, um, in addition to the uh, Estupendo. (laughs) You'll get it, man. I believe in you. A couple couple more times. One more time. Not even close. (laughs) Yes. Um, I I need to do this. Seek the Holy Grail. For sure. Uh, So, um, I'm going to call it the Toro. How about that? There you Um, go. There you go. That one stick. Yeah, that one stick. Um... (laughs) Yeah, my own tasting, uh, our own uh, uh, notes around the Headley Grange. Um, a lot of touches of leather. Um, so the first third was uh, very mild. Um, nice, easy draw mm-hmm. off this. I was, I remember just kind of sitting there with this moment of you know, like great anticipation. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what this is going to bring. Yeah. So um, the second third was... Uh, this very nice, even burn, um, very easy draw continued. I'm mm. like, wow. Yep. So let me get this straight. Start out with easy draw, continue with an easy draw. It's very mild in terms of uh, taste, you know, profile around this. Um, and I found that that really just kind of finished out, you know, um, yeah. much like you know that all the way till it turned, and and it actually turned all, well into the band. Yeah. Um, so I really thought this really came with a, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, value, you know. Yeah. Since I got to enjoy so much of this particular uh, stick, Barger, I know you had this. Yeah, it's a it's a great cigar. I, I enjoyed it. I actually smoked one on the way here today. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, yeah. I, I've got nothing bad to say about it. The f- spices, the flavor, the f- the body of it is. It's kind of unmatched. It's one of their staples in their line. So it's it's they, they have actually had a couple of uh, special releases on this one, I believe, as well that have been this fantastic as well as well. Mm. So what about you, Nathan? Yeah, I had pretty much almost the same notes that uh, that Mike had. It was so consistent. Consistent. I do my notes with uh, with thirds just like you did, but yeah. um, pretty much consistent the entire way. Didn't start with pepper. It was it was very. Uh, mellow and creamy and then uh, towards the end I got a little bit of pepper on the uh, on the side palate but altogether it was, it was a pretty impressive cigar it was actually one of the most highly rated of the line that we did yes. in my opinion so I actually ran into a really uh, cool version of this that you know floats along with the mm-hmm. rest of this background which is the drumstick version oh yeah of this and um it's not widely available and i only know of one shop um in the nashville market you know where you can pick these up i I honestly don't know how widely distributed the drumstick you know version of headley grange is so i i think it was a limited run yeah so i think that it may have been dispersed but people that love crown heads as soon as it gets to their shop they're they're gone so um, it's a good stick. I enjoyed it a lot, yeah. actually. The best way I can—I uh, don't know—I don't have the dimensions of the drumstick in front of me, but it looks like a drumstick. Yeah. Um, it's kind of you know, it—it's almost the same you know size, and and it's not as long as a typical uh, drumstick. You know, it's probably maybe half that length of a of a drumstick, um, but it feels that way. You know, uh, in your hand, uh, you know, as well as just you know. It's kind of a, one of the cigars that I was okay with holding it in my mouth, you know, because it just it wasn't really very heavy. And um, yeah. thank you very much, Nathan. It's, so, it's seven and a half by, by 38, 38 ring gauge. What's your girth? That's right. Um, so, but that's like a petite Lancero. 
Yeah, yeah exactly what that is. And it, those are some of my favorite cigars are Petit Lanceros. They just smoke really well. Yeah, so uh, I really enjoyed, I probably enjoyed that particular size variation of the Headley Grange more than I did, you know, the one that we just talked oh, about. hands down. Um, I thought it was, it was, it had a lot of the same draw characteristics mm-hmm. where it was very consistent. So you have a much longer cigar. And I would have really thought that the draw would have, you know, um, just quit, you know, somewhere around halfway. Mm-hmm. But, man, it was really good. I remember just how consistent the burn was, mm-hmm. you know, the whole time. The burn line was was really even. I don't remember relighting the cigar at all. Yeah, the whole consistency time. is a big yeah. factor. So I would uh, definitely encourage anybody to uh, definitely um, seek out the Headley Grange in any size. And our smokes rating for this is going to be a three. <coughs> So Nathan's going to talk about our next product, which is the Four Kicks Kappa, a special sublime. So I thought this was actually a really interesting cigar. Um, to start off with, so the size, it was uh, six inches by a 54 ring gauge. Um, uh, it usually comes in a box of 24. Wrapper is Ecuadorian Sumatra. Binder's Nicaraguan. The filler is Nicaraguan and uh, Dominican. Uh, the Four Kicks Kappa Special Sublime is the latest release from the Crown Heads crew. This amazing cigar started as one of the final te- uh, test blends for the original release of the Four Kicks. In fact, it was the cigar that was prepared by master blender Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. Mm. Making the Capa Especial unique is the use of the Sumatra wrapper and Dominican tobacco in the filler. So I thought this was a super interesting cigar um, so me and Barger were just talking about actually the four kicks. Yeah, we decided this because it has four different flavors that kind of fluctuated throughout. It's the so four. good, yeah, it was interesting. It's so good, it really does taste like four different cigars. Um, when I lighted, or sorry, when I lit it, um, it was it was super bold, and I got kind of uh, red pepper, and it was just it was just super bold. Yeah, right off the bat, and then towards the middle. Started to get a little bit sweet, more sweet, sorry, mm-hmm. like a cinnamon type uh, spice. And it was really tasty and, and, and uh, nice. And then towards the end, the pepper kind of kicked back up again. So it really was like, yeah, yeah. it, it changed so much. It, the, the flavor really did fluctuate a lot. I've been a fan of this cigar since their first release. Uh, I remember when their first release came and it was just glorious. That cigar was really hands down hard to beat that year. Um, and what's that? I was just agreeing, and there were a lot of head nodding about it. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just the spiciness and the bold flavors yeah. that you get from it, it's really hard to contend with. So if I'm in a humidor surrounded by hundreds of options and I can't think of what I want to smoke, I'll grab a Four Kicks because That's I fair. know they're consistent. Every time I pick one up, I have the same draw, I have the same spice, I have the same consistency, which is what I look for in a cigar. Mm. You know, and so I I can't tell you how many of these I've I've purchased over the years. Yeah. Yeah, it was an incredibly uh surprising cigar in terms of it changing flavors. Yeah. Um several times, which I thought was incredible. But I thought um in terms of their super dark cigars, I thought the Imperioso was kind of interesting as well because it's so dark but yeah. this one is also very bold 
Anyways, I think they're both incredible. Right, they're, good, right. they're good sticks. Yeah, and I think that wrapper is you know a key differentiator. You know, yeah. um, for this one, Barger, what's your uh, what's your notes on this one? Uh, I mean, you you know, it's funny you guys wrote notes down, but I've smoked so many of these. It's, I don't. <laughs> I didn't write any notes down <laughs> for it. <laughs> no, I didn't write any notes down because I know that when I smoke it, I'm going to enjoy it, and and you know. I get the pepper off, off the light. I get, you know, the sweetness, mildness towards the center, and then I hit that pepper again. And it's just like, uh, as you were saying, like, I really don't have anything to contest with with your thoughts on it because I think that that's exactly how they smoke for me as well. Yeah. And it's just it's kind of refreshing to see someone else have that same experience because I enjoy that cigar so much. I was very pleasantly surprised by yeah. how it changed. Yeah. So it started off, I was like, whoa. Yeah. I, I keep off. these in my humidor at home. So if I can't think of what I want to do, whether it's working on something at my house or keeping my brain going, I'll, I'll smoke a four kicks. Mm. It's a heck of a stick. Justin, what did you think of the uh, four kicks? So I didn't read anything about it or have ever had it before I had it um, in preparation for our talk, but um, it looked like it was going to be a Maduro. So I expected that. And it started off that way, but then I kind of got some of that Drew Estate style sweetness that would come intermittently and visit, and then it would leave. Um, so it was like two two cigars in one. I thought it was pretty cool because I hadn't had a cigar actually do that before. Hmm. Um, some of my own uh, review notes uh, around the four kicks, it really uh, – smelled oily and old leather yeah um when i picked it up i was like wow oh man this is this is gonna be Mm -hmm. this is gonna be good you know um and i happen to be hopping on a boat (laughs) you know here we go let's um, hear the story yeah so i uh um was uh going on a on a trip out in the gulf and it was going to be a long two day or we were we were staying on the boat overnight okay and uh so i ended up taking several things with me and this was one of the one of the sticks i brought with me and uh i was really looking forward to it uh so the first third of this uh so um it actually reminded me of an experience so the first time i actually vid- visited the harry wad dessert uh room at uh i'm brain dead burns at burns thank you um i just felt underdressed and ill-prepared oh for sure um you know this huge full flavor invasion just says um you know you really did not pick a pairing worthy of this particular moment sure you know um it was like standing right there in the stairwell in the lobby um of that dessert room going i don't know what's about to happen but this 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 could be really good i like all the everything that's the aroma that's drifting down into the stairwell (laughs) i just can't wait to get in there um but I was 300 miles out in the Gulf um, and huddled on the lee side of the yacht. Um, it, I was still just incredibly, you know, ill-prepared for probably both, you know, activities. Sure, sure. Um, for sure. The second third, the recovery um, after the first ash, was really nothing short of amazement. It was incredibly well-constructed, mm-hmm. um, like it has been for a while, or since I've a- actually experienced this incredibly slow even burn mm-hmm. i think that that was the thing i found myself going i really just don't want this to be over yeah and the the oils you know that i was p- 
picking up on the aroma were kind of giving way to this very deep, you know, kind of tack room leather. Um, and I just, uh, I remember I had a rum with me, you know, on that trip and I was going, the stick is definitely overwhelming right. the rum. And I was like, you know, I don't know of a lot of pairings that would really stand up to just, you know, this incredibly yeah. full flavor. Um, so it kind of got messy and spicy on the back end, um, which was kind of, I was like, wow, you know, don't just walk out of the dessert room and leave me hanging and right. go, no yeah. Amaro for you. <laughs> that's you right, know? that's right. Uh, <laughs> no Digestivo, come you know, on. A <laughs> uh, couple of relights, uh, you know, and this not-so-deep finish that, you know, that I was really expecting. So we'll be right back and talking about more Four Kicks after this break. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's Smokes episode, we're going through a product lineup from Crown Heads. Um, we've covered some really great cigars so far. And, you know, I think I feel like we're just getting the conversation started about four kicks. Oh, yeah. Um, I was kind of finishing up some of my own notes about having uh, this cigar, you know, kind of at sea. And, uh, you know, I really just, uh, you know, the first uh, two-thirds of the cigar were so good. And then, you know, just kind of got to the end and I was like, wow, man, what happened? So I don't know if it was just invasion of the you know the sea air or whatever was going on at that moment i'd be willing to bet it's sea air yeah i would especially you're drinking the rum that's full of sugars you said you had it with a rum i did i had it with rum full of the sugars yeah maybe so it was a crappy pairing in the wrong environment that's okay though because you that first two-thirds you really liked it yeah you know, so so John, you need to send me a whole box, and I need to work this out in my own research lab to see you know, <laughs> I mean, exactly what. Don't was twist going my on. arm, but I'll help you with that. You know, <laughs> no big deal. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people uh, that I run into, um, I there are like four kicks fanatics. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, all over the place. Um, this is a huge hit in this product line for them, for sure. So one thing you mentioned earlier was talking about your ash, how your ash held on and, 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 you know, first third in, you still had an ash. So that's one thing I've noticed about a lot of the crown headlines. So the head, the Grange was the same way for me as this four kicks is you'll get a third of the way down your cigar and your ash is still hanging on. That construction of the body is still there. It's a good thing, people. And it, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a great thing, it, you know, uh, if you're worried about it, you can tap it off. What's wrong? That's fine. <laughs> but once you tap, tap off, your ash. It, 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 once you tap your ash off, <laughs> you'll notice your flavor changes. And it, it's really been interesting to me throughout my years of cigar smoking that how just how much it changes the flavor of a cigar. You know, it's not just a pride thing where look how big my ash can be. Ha ha. It's also that. For some people, it is that. (laughs) 100%. But for me, it's a flavor and it's a consistency. If I go back and revisit a cigar, is it going to do the same thing? And man, that four kicks does the same thing every time. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. Yeah, and I think that, you know, when I think about all the cigars that I have, I'm guilty of, I really want to see what that, cigar is going to bring and i'm guilty of you know just really wonder you know especially on that first dash i'm like you know 
can I, yeah, you yeah. know, depending on the general size of the scar I'm working with, you know, it's like, the can, girth. I, can I get through, you know, the first the girth, you know, with, without tapping it, you know? Sure. And I really am paying attention to just how dramatically both flavor and draw, you yeah. know, are altered, you know, um, at that moment. And what does the recovery, you know, look like? That's, you know, the way I wrote it on the mm-hmm. recovery after the first sure, dash. Sure. You know, is it you're sitting there kind of suffering, you know, um, through three or four draws, you know, before it finally comes back around to the point that you had before, you know, you right. broke off that first dash. Or are you just sitting there kind of stuck and going, well, that was a good cigar up until that moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the wrong person walking into the room. You're like, damn, really? You know? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and he's back. Yeah, yep. And <laughs> a cigar. That's right. Can we get together? What's your girth? That's right. <laughs> What's your girth, man? It's like, once you asked, it's like, hello, Newman. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Well. Um, so have you guys run into like, you know, these rabid, you know, four kicks fans? Oh, all over. It's, it's like, all over. Yeah. It's like, you know, some people I've run into, they have that, you know, they invented fire at CAO oh, yeah. or at uh, Crown Edge. You What's know? funny is I, I was down in Austin a couple of years ago. Now they have a cigar called the Yellow Rose that they only distribute in Texas. So it's a Texas exclusive cigar. And it's almost the same vein as Why? the one they do in Hawaii. <laughs> well, it's just a regional. So the Buckeye. Forever. <laughs> so the Buckeye is one they released in Ohio, you know, and, and the Yellow Roses in Texas. And then the I I'm not even gonna butcher it again, the one for Hawaii. But it, it's fantastic as well. You know, but that yellow rose, I've had that yellow rose put me down. Huh. I'm telling you, you talk about spicy, full bodied cigar that will just knock you on your butt that's it interesting yeah mm. so not a pair with texas brisket then no no <laughs> you'll be in a food coma and a cigar coma right. by the end of that's it that's true <laughs> i don't think you would want to go to franklin's barbecue you yeah. know and no. enjoy a four kicks i think you would just kind of be just flat on your back going what happened man yeah you know that's right um yeah you know it i think it's uh uh I really find that there's a lot of fanboys um, of Four Kicks with uh, people that work retail, you know, and um, in a lot of smoke shops. I can't begin to tell you how, how many I've walked into, and, you know, it's my first time, and I'm like, mm-hmm. so what's interesting? Here's Four Kicks. And I'm like, yeah, I'm quite aware of that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm like, you know, uh, it's an amazing cigar, but, but you know, accessibility, um, man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it is uh, very widely available, um, which is uh, really great, you know, f- especially for Crown Heads. It's probably one of those products, both the Headley and the Four Kicks. I've really seen that around quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I think where they nailed it out of the park on that is where there's not a cigar shop coast to coast that you can't walk into and find a box of Crown Heads. Mm. You know, the, the Four Kicks in general. It, it It's... You know what you're getting. You know every time you get it, it's consistent. You know, and I think that's something to be said around the board because you know, a lot of, you know, there's there's a lot of cigars that are better, and there's a lot of cigars that are worse. But when we when we go in to look for a cigar, if we can't make up our mind, uh, me personally, if go-to. I can't make up my mind, I'm gonna grab a four kicks. 
It's know? a go-to. Yeah, yeah I it's, agree. It's a good go-to cigar. That's a grilling cigar, a golfing cigar, yep. a boating cigar. Come That's on. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's a go-to. Justin, you run into those, uh, any uh, Four Kicks fanboys? I wasn't even familiar with the brand before the show. So, no. Oh, wow. So, hmm. you're the newest fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just, uh, it, it's very interesting. And I think that this is really coming around as a cornerstone, a very iconic, yeah. you know, part of their product line. And I really see that, uh, you know, they put, uh, first they put a lot of work into, you know, producing a really great product. Right. But I think the other thing I think they've done a really good job of, I think, is marketing, you know, right behind, mm-hmm. you know, a really good product. So I think they have kind of a really good one-two punch. They have a great product and they have, you know, coupled with, you know, very good marketing, very wide distribution. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the reason why I th- I, they're going to continue to, you know, build on a lot of the success, you know, for this. Hmm. Agreed. I agree. So if you had to pick like the perfect experience to pair a four kicks, uh, you know, what would it be? Good steak dinner. Good steak dinner. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Good cut of steak dinner, a little salt and pepper, two minutes both sides, medium rare. Get you a steak, a nice. little bit of bourbon. Have you noticed that Man. he always pairs cigars with food? Like coffee, food. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I like food. Yeah. From my experience, was much different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a scramble on every hole that we birdied was another Bud Light. Okay. So, mine was uh, Tampa weather with with Bud Light, and I think I thought it was pretty incredible as a pairing. So uh, I'd, I'd advise that. Mm. <laughs> I mean, for I'd me, also that just sounds steak. horrible. <laughs> it was pretty yeah. amazing, actually. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> seventy degrees in a Bud Light. It was yeah. it was nice. Oof. <laughs> I think um, it'd go great with Kahlua. <laughs> great with Kahlua. So, Justin, what would be the experience you would pair with the Four Kicks? Uh, salmon dinner, hmm. like uh, coffee and Kahlua. Ooh, there you go. A little black Russian. Hmm. It'll balance out nice. That's mm. a nice, actually. Yeah, black Russians are great. I might change my pairing. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that I would probably pair four kicks with that uh, niece or nephew's wedding that I was just counting the moments to leave. And I really needed to figure out a way to just get out of the room yeah. and yeah. firing up a four kicks um, Spice you know, bomb. A in, the, fresh in the room to go, oh, I'm sorry. I need to go outside in order yeah. to enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that that could be a good escape clause. Oh, 100%. You know, um, that was uh, probably the first thing that came to my mind in terms of, you know, an experience. So, um, yeah. Um, well, let's... Uh, Raid the four kicks Kappa Special Sublime is going to be a three. All day. Yep. So, uh, um, Nathan, uh, do you really do you enjoy smoking a cigar while you're out playing golf? Well, I don't golf, so yes. yeah. I well, dr- I drove the cart. You drove the uh, cart. Keep scorekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was really good with the pencil. Um. Because <laughs> he, he forgets strokes, so so it's like less every time you play. What's exactly, a horrible yeah. pairing of a Bud, of a bud Light and Four Kicks? I can't think yeah. of a worse, you know, beer pairing, you know, to definitely go along with this. That's, um, that's fair. It was the day after uh, New Year's Eve as well, yeah. so. Um, 
So taste is subjective at that point. <laughs> so, I mean, but, but, but a Bud Light and some, uh, and some golf course hot dogs, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there you go. it wasn't a bad pairing. Wow. There's definitely better pairings. Oh, 100%. You should ask it, oh boy, Dave, what does hot dog water taste like? <laughs> there you go. Wow. Yeah, he actually used it in a tasting note of a beer that we had, uh, you know, um, one time. I was like, some dog water. <laughs> where, where was that in the uh, BJCP, you know, tasting guidelines? This yep. tastes like the hot dog water. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. How would you know that? You know, it's like people say, you know, this has a bit of cat pee in it. How do you know that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> a hint of cat pee. It just smells <laughs> like grandma's house. It's like I was okay. talking with Carrie Ann last night. She was like, you know, this just really had a an, an aroma that was very akin to, you know, uh, getting sick and uh, it was a club, you know, that was close to her house where somebody's thrown up and they've put down, you know, the stuff to, you know, soak everything up uh-huh. and then they rinse it down with not enough water and it's just stuck to everything. Yeah. It smelled like that. And I'm like, how do you know what that smells like? She, she, oh, she used to um, Rancio. As a <laughs> She's been there, done that. Note. Yeah, that's oh. exactly the way that's that all. it went. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Justin, uh, I don't know if you hang out on the golf course and smoke cigars. Yeah, you I do. Have. Yeah, yeah. I so, have. is that a regular thing, you know, for you? I mean, there are definitely people that I've been on the course that I, it's like, you know, you just—they're always going to be smoking when they're on the course. I mean, it's just it's part so, of the experience. Yeah. In the very rare event that my game is going well, I, I don't get into the <laughs> cigars. <laughs> I I will have a couple of shots of whiskey because my game just gets better till the third one. There okay. You go. Yes. But Listen if my game falls true. apart. As it usually does, yes, I'm lighting something up. So what you're saying is is that drinking whiskey and smoking cigars is directly proportional to your score. Is oh, that what yeah. you're saying? 100%. Okay. My score is directly proportional to whether I'm going to smoke and drink. <laughs> there you go. That's um, fair. Contingent on it. I have a tipping point, too. It's four cigars is my, is my sweet spot. And you get to like six and seven beers, and you're like, all right, I can't play anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's very true. And so uh, part of you know my game MO is directly proportional to the amount of alcohol that I've consumed. Um, and it's always interesting. My wife knows this incessantly, and she's like, have you had something to drink before you go on the course? Because you'll enjoy you know, <laughs> yeah. while you're playing <laughs> if you have a drink or two before you go to the course. Um, you know, some people hit the range, some people hit the bar. It's all a matter of, you know, that's what right, right, right. That's right. you're stretching out either way. Yeah, that's right. It's all about the stretch, you know. So <laughs> I just need to stretch my elbow a little more than everybody else. Do some curls, just, if you will. But then, you know, you get into the problem where you have like, you know, 8 a.m., you know, 7 a.m. tea time and you're like stuck, you know, yeah. and it's like, what do you do then, you know? You, you um, have to be a veteran smart to pregame that. that. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm not that good. I can drink early and often, but you know, I just I can't. That's one of those things I haven't quite mastered. You know, just yet. So I think our next episode should be uh, smokes from the course. Smokes from the course. <laughs> we should do it <laughs> like remote. It. We should all go to the golf course together. That'd be funny. Well, I have all to right. say that probably I don't enjoy the experience of you know smoking a cigar on the course, and I think part of it is because. Um, you have so many other things that are interrupting, you know, the process, you know, of enjoying the cigar. And actually when you're driving the golf course and you have the wind in your face, it Uh actually is, you know, artificially kind of, you know, moving air through the cigar in a way that, you know, you, you actually don't want. And I find myself always struggling with, um, a a even burn, you know, when I'm in the golf, golf cart itself. And so, I, you know, I, I think that 
especially I, I don't usually wire something that I'm enjoying for the first time, you know, uh, on the golf course. Cause inevitably I know that I'm going to get frustrated cause it's going to go out or, you know, the ash is going to get knocked off, you know, or when your chipping game is off. When you try to putt, you get the smoke in your eyes, too. That's you know? right. That's right. I, yeah. I like doing the cigarillos because mm. you could smoke one while the three people in your cart are doing the scramble. Well, we had almost to, done. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we had one more uh, quick uh, stick to go over, and I'm sorry, uh, which was the Crown Head Mildias. Barger's going to tell us about this really quick. Yeah, so we got the Mildias. It's a Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. It's a Nicaraguan in origin. Um it is not a box press. It's it's binders Nicaraguan. Um, it's filler is Costa Rican Nicaraguan and Peruvian. Um, it's a quality cigar. I really had enjoyed this cigar. Um, Crownheads is quickly becoming impressive with the what they're releasing currently. Uh, I'm real happy with that cigar. Well, our smokes rating for the uh, Crownhead Mel Diaz is going to be a three. <coughs> and. Uh, Definitely uh, check that out. Nathan's dad and I enjoyed that cigar a couple days ago, and he really, really enjoyed it. So I would highly recommend uh, checking that one out for sure. Sorry we didn't give you that enough time, but... (laughs) (laughs) So really great stuff. Uh, So we're going to wrap it up um, for today's Smokes episode. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap the subscribe button. Just... Just tap it in. The easiest way to listen to our show is ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or any of the chicks on your phone. Hey, Juanita, play podcast. Subscribe to Smokes. <laughs> um, no, no. You always have the latest episode <laughs> on your phone that way. We love your feedback, and you nice can reach day. us online at info at uh, we love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day. Our handle on there is at sipsudsmokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with a thousand of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode five stars if you're listening to us online that's a great big help to us and we get to see your feedback as well dude you suck okay so (laughs) (laughs) yeah they don't have a button for that thanks for being here good old boy nathan hey i appreciate it man it's been fun yeah great stuff from crown ads thanks uh good old boy barger always a pleasure yeah thank you good old boy justin thanks keep on smoking for sure well, I hope you get a chance to uh, definitely check out, you know, the product line here from uh, Crown Eds. It was really great, you know, to go back and enjoy, you know, the whole flight of these. Um, sorry we didn't get as much time to talk about the Mel Diaz, um, but uh, really we great will. products. Yeah, uh, for sure. Don't let that uh, fly under your radar. Please don't. And if you see the Headley Grange drumsticks, definitely grab those while yes. you can. Well, this is good old boy Mike asking you to come back, enjoy another episode, and to keep on sipping. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.